0: Welcome to the 166th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording on February 25th, 2020. My name is Brad Galloway, I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and I am 50% of this here show. With me is co-host and the man who always sets out on an adventure with a full knapsack, Carlos Rodella.
1: That's me. I fill it to the brim with video games, uh, some sort of dessert, and probably a bottle of Coke. And a couple sandwiches you must. Um, I'm pretty much a dessert guy, so... Oh man, you're going to be sugar crashing so hard. I know. I have problems. It's a lot of highs and lows.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about your diabetes later on, but we have Aww. a million games to get to. Uh, before we jump right into it, I uh, just want to remind all of you listeners if you have any thoughts, comments, feedback, or requests, you can always contact. <laughs> I oh, screw this I up every week. Every week I it's say a contact. I know, it's a it's, bit. It's becoming a bit. Oh, I apologize, folks. I try so hard to say contact, and for some reason, I'm going to have to change the script because I can't say that word.
1: Yeah, just pick a different one. Like, I don't know, you can get a hold of us. I am I am.
0: strike through on contact. <laughs> I'm not going to say it anymore uh i'll fix it later you can contact us at so video games podcast at gmail.com oh i feel like a jackass now but we got so many games to talk about we gotta keep on rolling uh all right let's just get to it no bullshit no filler at the top of the show let's just dive in because we have a million things carlos as always let's start with you random cheap and or free indie game probably on pc what's up with you this week my friend what have you discovered
1: I've discovered something so cool. And when I'm finished telling you about it, that you're going to, hmm, I think you're going to download and play it. And I hope a bunch of people listening do too as well. So okay. the game is called Democratic Socialism Simulator. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm, I'm, out. I'm no, out. out. I'm out. You're <laughs> out. Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Why wow, did I get that wrong? <laughs> so here's the deal. I found out it an itch.io because itchio's great. Go to uh, itch. .io. It's a great place for a bunch of indie games. Uh, I think it's they're selling it on their own website as well. The developer name is Mole Mole Industria.
0: Oh yeah, I know these guys. They're art house. Oh, they you do. do. A lot of, yeah, they do a lot of really weird, um, edgy, artistic, bizarre games. Yeah, I've played some of their stuff.
1: Okay, well the graphics are amazing. They're really simple, like uh, abstract uh, art. It's got kind of a simple, um, like animal look to it. Like so, a lot of the Characters in the game have a kind of a, I think they're all animals, actually. But the what is the game? So the game is essentially uh, a choosing game. So you're going to be a president, and you're going to make a bunch of hard decisions. Uh, they base it on a ton of present stuff that's going on right now. So, I mean, you've got everything you can think of. Uh, Medicare for all. You have, you know, uh, marijuana. Um, legalize it. You have all the stuff you're dealing with. Russia. All that stuff. And it's basically presented to you in these little cards at the top of the screen, and you can pick left or right and how you want to swipe it. I lost some dating apps. And uh, what you do is when you make those choices, of course, it meters what your it's looking at your meter. So it's looking at how much money you have. Do you have a deficit? Do you have a surplus? Um, How does the people feel? They have their own little meter, and are you like working towards emissions uh, and lowering your emissions and trying to get to like. Um, a very green kind of setup. So that's the deal, and you are essentially trying to um, win over the people's affection, uh, do the right thing, you know, balance all these meters, and also get reelected. And they also have a meter for Congress, like how many people you have in Congress, like how many seats. Uh, it's told through like you know, tongue-in-cheek humor as well, but also some really, really serious issues. And going through it, I actually didn't even know all the issues that are at hand. Like you start seeing like, whoa, what would I make? A, what, what decision would I make about this thing? You know, um, I can't think of the difficult ones right now, but like, uh, something to do with like people in prison, do you rehabilitate them? You know, what, what do you do with this? All, all these programs for schooling cost money. How much do you want to spend? Um, so that's essentially the whole game and it only takes what, like 15, 20 minutes. But then you kind of see like a Choose Your own adventure at the end, like how you did if you get reelected. Because there's midterms, there's the whole thing, and you could actually not get elected again.
0: This totally sounds like you're describing Reigns. Did you ever play Reigns? R-E-I-G-N-S?
1: Oh. Uh, yeah, I've seen it, and I don't think I've never played it.
0: That like what you're I mean, I haven't seen Democratic Socialism Simulator, but what you're saying with the swipe left and right, you've got your meters, you've got your money, you got to make decisions. This sounds exactly like Reigns, except swap out a kingdom for democratic socialism i mean i mean uh, okay i'll have to take a look at it but man like as you were describing it in my head all i could see was rain so i'm gonna look it up real quick
1: yeah look it up the, i love the graphics they're really simple again it takes you really quickly to get through it um i want to say a couple things one uh, more description of the game and then i want to tell you how i fared because it's it's a kind of a cool story um i think that yeah i think it's really important it, it they're not trying to be like straight up jokey it's not like a game going like isn't the world crazy being president's tough huh? uh wonky 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 it's like presenting i think anybody who plays it which is why i wish it was free and it's five bucks okay. so i kind of wish it was free just because i want everybody to play this and kind of see the kind of decisions you have to make um as i was giving and funding to all these like great school programs and things that i thought would make a lot of sense we started going into the deficit really quick and i was like oh shit that's what you have to do you have to do these trade-offs and so many times people on both <laughs> sides can be like oh yeah of course you should just do these things right not
0: here in america you can deficit spend till the cows come home and you can oh,
1: okay put it all in the military and fuck
0: all the other programs and still have a country
1: you can but i'm saying like if in a you know if you're trying to do the right thing <laughs> i don't it's a long discussion let's not get into let's it let's not get into it but let's here's i just want to tell you some of the things that i did without spoiling too much okay okay and then, uh, and then tell you what my ending was and why I'm so happy about this game. All right, all right. Uh, in the beginning, oh, you, by the way, you have different advisors for each thing. So you have like the union advisors, housing advisors, um, you know, environmental advisors, and they kind of come in on each little card and say something. So that's kind of the, the story part of it. It feels a little bit like there's a little funny animal that comes in and tells you something. I don't know why they're animals. Uh, but anyways, all the lobbyists, I told them to get the fuck out of here. So I told <laughs> okay. every lobbyist to get the fuck out And that felt so good So lobbyists were in my fucking world uh, I cancelled student loans immediately I overturned that Muslim ban Like in two seconds I cut Space Force
0: <laughs> Wow this is really current This is all shit happening like last week
1: That's what I'm talking about dude I I, uh, I funded uh, the UBI Which is what I want Universal basic income I got Medicare for all passed Um Although I didn't do single payer because it, it was going to push me into the deficit too much. So I just instead offered a public option, which is weird because that's not my stance, but at the same time, it was the best thing to do for the country at that time. I was like, am I a president? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> uh, I taxed the shit out of the rich and also corporations and certain corporations in certain ways. And I also legalized um, marijuana and, this is a great statement that sh- that popped up uh, every once in a while when you make these choices, little statements pop up. And one of them was, turns out when you legalize immigrants, they start paying taxes.
0: Imagine that.
1: Imagine, Imagine that. Because I legalized a shit ton of immigrants and got them working and paying taxes. Uh, and also Amazon went on strike <laughs> during the time <laughs> because I started like socializing their company, I think. Yeah. Um, which is a kind of a weird turn for me. Anyways, the end of the story is I ended up with a little bit of a surplus and a very high approval rating, and the working class said they felt more uh, organized and empowered than ever, and I met my emissions target.
0: Wow. Well, that sounds wonderful, but I, I'm just waiting to hear from uh, certain portions of the gaming populace who I'm sure are already tweeting us about SJWs and about politics and games, and they're probably already mad before we've even put this episode out. So hopefully people will play it. It sounds wonderful. It sounds like it's got a good message that we really need right now.
1: Well, I can kind of um, defend this position in saying that you could do whatever you want in that game. There's like straight up like, hey, we, we least just shoot some guns, right? And like, let's go pro-gun. The people that didn't like me in the game, the virtual people, a lot of them were like, they had like, um, um, you know, anarchists. They had... Uh, right wing people they had uh, White supremacist was one of the people Oh, So it covered the whole spectrum then it Yeah wasn't yeah just... so okay, I'm not okay. saying like this is like a Yeah we're all just in love with what we're doing It was like hard decisions And you could go the other way right So uh, okay I think, well that's interesting Okay yeah I don't th- I think it's kind of Misleading that it is called democratic social Simulator I think it's saying Here's a bunch of stuff that's on the plate right now Where do you want where do you stand on it And I, I would argue that I Would want both people on both sides uh, and all sides to try it out because you know who knows what the outcome's gonna be.
0: Interesting. Okay, yeah, I mean I think you're correct. Just from the title of the game, I was I was assuming it was like a left skewing game, which is totally fine by me because I'm fucking hard left, so I'm fine with that. But if you can play if anybody can play this and steer the game anyway, I mean that's a different sort of a thing, but also but also interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't know how far it steers to the in quotes right. But uh, I would uh, ask people to try it. And also, again, I think it's just an educational process. Like, I wasn't expecting to, like, learn stuff about uh, the decisions that have to be made. But there was a fuck ton of hard decisions. So.
0: It's weird because you looked a little smarter to me today. Oh,
1: I felt it.
0: Thanks for <laughs> noticing. <laughs> we don't we don't see each other, folks. We don't there's see no each other. Here. I was going <laughs> to say. There's no,
1: there's no cameras. Dramatic right. license there. Forgive me that's my free uh it's not free that's my cheap game it's five bucks I think it's totally worth it and I think it gives you a little visibility on what's going on
0: that sounds like an excellent pick thank you so much and yeah it does sound pretty interesting um uh maybe I will pick it up because I could probably lasso that into maybe a homeschool lesson for my son yeah there might be a lot of talking points here that's a that's a good pick bro that's a good pick
1: Nice. I turned you around. In the beginning, you were like, "Get out of here." Yeah, I asshole. was like, a "No," and now I'm kind
0: of like, a "Yeah, I'm like a probably so."
1: So okay. Good cool. job. Good job.
0: Um, all right. Swinging over to me for the next segment here. I don't often talk about mobile games because I don't often play mobile games other than Marvel Puzzle Quest. That is my one and only. It's the only one I really need. It's uh, it's my steady. But I did actually get approached by PR over the last couple of weeks, and they have some mobile games to to try. And I'm like, well, you know. If I can just talk about them, I'm not going to write a review because I'm not going to write a review for mobile games. That's too much work for mobile game. But I, I'll talk about them. And they were down with that. So just FYI, both the games I'm going to talk about were provided to me by PR, free of cost to me. Uh, and I'm going to talk about them right now. The first one is called Bio Inc. Nemesis. This is the most mobile of mobile games. Um, it is the epitome of mobile games. Every bad thing you think about mobile games is here. And in full effect. Uh, basically, you pay. You play as these, like, evil doctors who are trying to kill people. And I gotta be honest with you, I was not clear on why I was an evil doctor. And I don't think there's a choice to be a good doctor. Or if there was, I didn't see it. Like, you gotta be these evil people. And in the tutorial, they're like... Yes, give this guy a heart attack and clog his veins with cholesterol and kill this guy. And I'm like, why? What? What is what happening is here? Why is happening? So, so basically what happens is you see a medical diagram of a person. It's like it's your patient, your quote unquote patient that you're trying to kill. You have a bunch of nasty, weird looking doctors on your side and they have all these things like, um, you know, they, they cause these diseases. Right. And so there's a chart on the screen that shows the guy's Heart function, lung function, mental health. There might be a couple of the charts. And so what you got to do... I know this is really hard to describe. I apologize. What happens is the doctors that you have build up a meter. And so your meter is building slowly. When you have enough points in your meter, you can push a disease and give the disease to this guy. On the other side of the board are the good doctors. And they also have a meter. These are the AI guys that you're fighting against. And when they their meter fills up, they can... Cure the guy. So, like, the guy's body is your battlefield, and you're trying to make him sick and kill him, and those other doctors are trying to heal him. But really, what it is, is you're watching a meter grow, and if you put more points into it, your meter will grow faster, and if it goes faster, you can inflict more diseases. And it's kind of just like a big tug of war, like that. On a person's um, body. On a person's body. And so, like, you know, you'll see the guy standing there, and he's like healthy and stuff. You hit, like, uh heart attack or something and then you see the guy like have a heart attack and he's like struggling to breathe and stuff or you can hit like depression and then he like oh no yeah he like starts slouching over and he looks like kind of sad and all that um so i'm i'm not really like cool about like making people sick and inflicting death it makes more sense to me that you would be the good doctors healing the diseases but they flipped it around i don't know why but that's how it is um so i mean interesting premise uh but the thing that really turned me off it right away was like it's one of those mobile games where it has every fucking godforsaken meter that you can think of it's got like the waiting meter it's got the power meter you know if you play a number of rounds you run out of the energy to play more rounds it's got like like a bunch of different currencies and stuff and all these different little like ui widgets and stuff and just the whole thing was like kicking me in the face with like i am a mobile game and it was just like screaming at me to like put money into it and I'm like, no, like all like this is the shit I want to get away from when I play a mobile game. I don't like any of this stuff and I was already sketchy on the premise. So I did not put much time into it between me killing people, which I just wasn't really in the market for, and the the currencies and the meters and the numbers and the the grind of like trying to unlock some stuff. And I was just like, oh my God, this is like none of this is what I want in a mobile game at all. And I just I, I noped out pretty fucking quick.
1: Dude, I'm mad at this game. I, I think this is a piece <laughs> of trash and I'm I'm pissed at it. I'm looking at some of the images online. There's other bio Inc. games. Like there's one called Redemption. Oh, um, okay. I think you're gonna need redemption after the all the bullshit you pull off and trying to hurt these people. This is stupid. Like I am not I have not even played this game, but it's my official review.
0: Wow, I got a, got a good
1: response out of you. <laughs> my official review is bio ink is fucking dumb. Don't fucking don't stop it wow. get out of here i don't know what their other games are like maybe you play as good doctors in
0: a different bio ink game i don't know but like based on the structure of this game
1: dude okay hold on okay. one says bio bio ink redemption says fast food addiction and heart disease dude fuck you company <laughs> that's real world shit yeah that's so dumb oh my goodness I'm so mad all right well
0: we're gonna move on to the next game I don't know I don't know what the other games are like but I gotta be honest um the structure of the meters and the the currency and stuff it was a big turnoff like I didn't want to I didn't want to even start playing this game because there was a lot of bullshit to get through and I could just I could smell it on the game and I'm like nope I'm not gonna do this uh so I moved on to the other android game that I'm going to talk about this week this one is called Simulacra 2 Uh, It is a narrative investigational game. Uh, Corey uh, Motley, who started the podcast with me, he loved these kind of games. This is not my jam, but he used to call these games the um, rooting around through other people's shit simulator. Uh, And that's very true. Like what you do in this game is it starts out with an FMV video. This cop is like, hey, you're a reporter and you're good at digging up dirt. Here, take this phone. It's from a murder victim. Help me figure out what's on this phone. And then he like gives you the phone. And what happens is it makes your actual phone look like that person's phone. So, um, like when you when you play the game, it totally transforms, like you know, like the home screen of your phone. So like all your apps are replaced. I mean, they're still there. Like it's a game. Like it doesn't damage your phone or anything. It just <laughs> it, it wipes just looks your like phone. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't wipe your phone. It just makes it look like your phone is the other person's phone, which was kind of cool. That is a cool, cool idea.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And so the cop will like text you like these fake text messages it looks like you're getting a real text message and he's like oh what have you found what's going on and so you can pick these responses to tell him and you know he'll be like oh you should watch the video and so you go into the little video app and you can watch a video of this lady who like is real scared and something's coming after her and she thinks she's going to get killed and then the video cuts out and so you're kind of like watching the videos and thinking man what you know there was a clue in this video and that clue leads to some other part of the phone where you can check There's a fake Twitter app you can check. There's like a fake, like a Facebook. It's not called Facebook. It's called like, I don't know, Fudgebook or something, whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called. It's something like that. So it's cool. Like, it's like this really fake, but it looks close enough to the real world that you instantly know what it all is, right? Like when you see the social media app, you're like, oh, I know what this is. And I know what this Facebook thing is. And I know what Twitter is. And I know what this other thing is. And the photos. So it's really neat that they've taken like this really strange interface and mapped it to your phone. And so it's almost like an ARG in a way because you're actually holding a phone. But you're playing as if you're looking in a phone. And you are looking in a phone. But it's your phone. But it's a game. And so it's just really cool. Um, I liked the presentation a lot. I think it's a cool idea. Um, I'd never played Simulacro 1. I believe it's on all the systems. I think it's on phone. But it's also on like xbox and ps4 and stuff so if you don't want to do it on your phone you can play it on a console simulator 2 i believe is only on phones right now and it's neat it's really neat um, i didn't get too far into it because it's not my jam like i don't really enjoy going through people's stuff but i thought it was very cool and if you are the kind of person that likes digging around for clues and reading other people's notes and looking at their photos and stuff um just a very cool experience and i thought it was really neat. not for me but very cool
1: yeah i think the premise is interesting and i like the delivery method um and i'm looking at some images of it but yeah i mean it's got to be also good writing right like the storytelling has to be good
0: yeah i mean i didn't get too far in but it seemed like a fair enough premise to start i mean you know getting handed somebody's phone who's dead and then you got to figure out you know what information is on this phone and that's pretty interesting although to be fair i'm not much of a guy who likes to dig for clues like i don't i don't read like item descriptions in, like, Dark Souls games, or I don't like to read a lot of lore. Like, when I played Control, I didn't bother reading all the notes. So that's just me. I'm just... Yeah, 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 I'm very upfront about that. I don't like that too much. So that's what this game is all about. But if you are that person,
1: you may want to check it out. And also, I just realized, um, this game, I don't think we ever covered, but there's a game called Orwell. Do you remember that game?
0: I have heard of it. I don't think I ever played it.
1: Yeah, I think if you like this game, you would like Orwell. Orwell's for your PC. It's on your desktop. And you're basically going through... Uh, social media profiles of, a, of people. And like,
0: oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, right. kind of like right.
1: monitoring people, but like trying to figure out a story. Um, I've always meant to try that. That kind of can go with our question for today, uh, which is games you uh, haven't finished. No, it's a different question.
0: No, that's it. That's literally the question. You no,
1: that's it. the question. But now I'm thinking of another question, which is games oh. you've always like looked at and never started.
0: Wait, wait, I got to write that down. We'll save it for Yeah, you next week. that's
1: actually a pretty good one. So let's put that in mind for next week, which is Orwell. I definitely always want to start this, and I just forget about it until right. Simulacra 2 comes up. Simul...
0: Simulacra 2.
1: That's it. Simulacra. <laughs>
0: Simulcast India. That's also a good game. I like that one as well. Um, so there we go. Simulacra 2. Um, not for me, but I think it's a pretty cool little game. Check it out if you like to dig through people's shit. Carlos, back to you, sir. You've got a couple games uh,
1: that you should talk about now. Uh, go for it. <laughs> I love that
0: setup. It's kind of what this entire show is about, so I hope I you know. have a couple games to talk about. You
1: have a couple games in now. Will you do that now, please? Please do
0: that thing now, sir.
1: <laughs> now, will you start now, please? I will start now. Here is me starting of the uh, game I'm telling you about. Please wow. Tell us all I, the words about this game. I don't think we have said many regular words that make sense. On have this we podcast. ever
0: recorded a podcast before tonight? Cause I doesn't, it does not sound like it to me. No,
1: we can't even start it right. but and uh, behind the scenes, we actually started this podcast once and then stopped. And so I think we don't know how to podcast anymore.
0: Maybe we should just sk- scratch this whole thing and start again. I don't know. Let's all right. No, not this <laughs> no, no, episode.
1: Okay. Okay, okay. No, 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 This is just like uh, an inner monologue that I'm doing for the podcast. All right, uh, my first game is, you know, I've been playing a crap ton of Switch, because my Switch Lite is great. I see why you loved it. The Switch is um, wonderful. It's, it's wonderful. wonderful. It, now I, I will say this is a kind of a caveat. I was on a trip recently to Portland, and I played a shit ton of it because I was on the train. And then when I was at my brother's house, I had some time in my in the room that I was staying in before bed. I did there. But so traveling, it's great. But when I'm home, I'm always on my PC. So there's no chance that I'm gonna like pick up my Switch in like regular hours. But that said, I play so much of it right before I go to bed. And then sometimes if I'm lazy in the morning, I'll wake up and I'll play some then. But mainly it's before bed kind of thing for me. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And also it's a Switch Lite, right? So I can't dock it, so I'm not putting it on TV. Oh, that's true, that's true. And are you docking yours to play it on TV a lot?
0: Well, I mean, I... I am always kind of a a two-game guy. I like to have a mobile, like not a mobile game, a handheld game and like, you know, like a big, like a big game. So when I'm at home, I'm usually on the PS4. Uh, Once in a while, I will dock it like I do. I have played it docked. I do take advantage of that function. Um, I was doing that for Monster Boy recently. It looks great on the big screen, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, most of the time it's like I'm at work or I'm in bed. I play a lot of Switch in bed, like right before bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best place for me. But I do, I do once in a while dock it. Yes, I have. I, I like that feature.
1: Well, uh, I've been playing it mainly in bed, like you at times. And I have found the Super Nintendo Online and joined the online service. Finally, bit the bullet and got uh, a bunch of different things with that. The first one being Super Ness uh, online. And I found because we were talking about tennis games and how I wanted an old school tennis games on this podcast, I found Smash Tennis. Uh, It was actually one of the first games on the main menu, and I hadn't heard about that before. I was like, what is Smash Tennis? So I looked at it and it's exactly what the fuck I wanted, Brad. You wanted a sixteen-bit tennis game that
0: actually had, you know, fairly realistic physics, right?
1: That's what I wanted. Okay. And guess what this is?
0: Is it a sixteen-bit tennis game with fairly realistic physics?
1: Yes, but also, right. also, also, it's the game that's only been, was only was released in Japan and Europe, and the U.S. never got it, which is what you know, virtual systems can do really well. Like, oh wait, we're just going to give you this digital copy of this thing that never made it there. But what it actually is. Is not Spanish Tennis. That's just another name for it. It's Super Family Tennis, the game I wanted.
0: Oh, so it actually literally was the exact thing that you were after? It's the
1: exact game that I oh,
0: wanted. Oh, well, that was a happy circumstance. Did you know it was on that service?
1: Before no. Before you joined it? You just randomly no. found it? No. Yep. Wow. I just knew that I wanted a Super Nintendo in bed at night. I wanted to try a game. And here it is, exactly what I wanted. Super Family Tennis, probably the best controlling Old school tennis game. No, is it amazing. Is. is
0: amazing. That's amazing. You ask and the switch provideth.
1: Provideth through visualization, through quantum physics, and through switchness. We aren't saying any real words on this podcast. Not, nothing,
0: nothing this week, folks. Sorry. So
1: I, I I bring up the game, and by the way, I might have mentioned it before, but the other game before Super Family Tennis uh, had an RPG in it. I think I mentioned that on the podcast, and that's called World Court Tennis for the TurboGrafx, one of my favorite tennis games. So it's the same manufacturer, same company.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Um,
1: I, I was uh, elated, and as soon as I started in, uh, started up a match, I remember that there were all these different locations, and one was like a resort, so you're kind of playing in an indoor court in some resort with like people like in a mall kind of watching you a little bit, and... It's instantly there was great matches. I mean, I was playing against a computer, and you know how that usually can go shitty. I mean, instantly diving for the ball, lob lobbed, lobbed shots, dropped it right over the net. It hits the net sometimes. Fucking 16-bit game, and the tennis ball actually hits the net, and the trajectory gets changed when it goes on the other side. It is so precise, this control, that topspin and all those games need to like, take a cue from this game. Uh, also fun fact, the ball boys in this game actually run over and get the ball. Most modern tennis games, the ball boys don't move fun fact for you. Go, (laughs) go watch any tennis game and the ball boys don't move. And I was actually a a tester on topspin and I was like, Hey guys, why is the ball boys not moving? Isn't the job to like, go get the ball. And they were like, oh yeah, we started to animate him and we ran into too many problems with physics or something. And I'm like, wait, so they're just going to sit there? That's and, weird. And look, mark my word, go to any modern tennis game. Mo- I would say all of the tennis uh, ball boys are just sitting there. I mean, the real question is, can you hit the ball boy with your ball? I think you can in world, in this game. That would be that would be what I would
0: want. I would want to be able to like whack that ball and knock that kid out.
1: <laughs> in a modern tennis game or just this one? In any tennis game. That's okay. what I
0: look for. That's my number one feature.
1: Well, you're probably not going to find many games that you like, but this is one that I like, and I will say everybody needs to try this game out. If you have a Super Nintendo online, you like tennis at all. It essentially is Super Family Tennis, but it's called Smash Tennis. Check it out. Another real quick uh, funny thing that happened in that resort mall that I was playing tennis in, uh, there's always a little waitress that's kind of running back and forth with drinks, and every once in a while, she's like, startled by our tennis playing because she's in the way she's like you know near the court mm-hmm. and she drops her drinks and and just runs away like crying oh see and i she, wouldn't feel
0: bad about hitting the ball boy but i feel because she's like a you know probably working for like below minimum wage oh, like really depending on the tips i mean she's probably working real hard
1: and you know what she keeps dropping the glasses though you oh, think man. she'd learn and just go the other way
0: i hope they're not docking her check that's terrible i think they are
1: uh smash tennis check it out uh, it's crazy because it never came to the States and now it's on SNES online
0: and that's so just to be clear That is SNES online, which is only available if you subscribe to the switch online service, correct?
1: Yep. Yep And I okay. mean, what is it six dollars a five, year or something? Six bucks
0: or, eh, I don't know if it's that I think it's like five bucks a month or something like
1: that. Okay. okay, it's worth it. I think it's worth it
0: All right. What is your next title sir?
1: My next title is uh, mosaic
0: mosaic I've actually I just published a review for this game on GameCritics.com. It's on Apple Arcade. I've been looking at this game for a while because it looks really interesting visually. uh, But I have not played it. So I'm depending on you, Carlos, to either sell me or tell me to stay away.
1: Yeah, I will try to sell you. I like the experience a lot. I haven't finished it. It's a pretty short game. So I'm like, I think I'm already pretty close to the ending. Um, And you can kind of tell what the game's about as soon as you start it. Um, it's a, a really interesting experience and I was on my games what is it my thing called Eye on Games Field Eye on Games Field yeah it was it was uh, featured on that and so uh, why it was featured on that is because if you go watch the trailer right now for Mosaic game you'll be like wow um, this is really appealing it's got that limbo feel to it um, it's I'm going to read the description okay the actual ahead. game enter a world that's utterly surreal and eerily familiar escape the mundanity 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 your, you got it yeah. mundanity of your existence and an experience that will stay with you mosaic is a narrative driven modern adventure game with a story that lasts about two to three hours that's so, a okay pretty,
0: so, that's a pretty short investment that's a good time
1: yeah and, and i was wondering what they were going to call it because so many times on the show i struggle with what is the game that is essentially moving left to right like limbo you know a story not point and click but you kind of just walk and do things and that's what this is
0: okay and so you said not point and click i mean i've seen pictures of it folks if you haven't seen this it's like very um stylized and artistic looking looks very kind of grim and depressing and a lot of the the scenes looks like you're kind of getting you know like the man's getting crushed by like capitalism or something like that um but so like what are you basically doing are you just kind of walking around like looking at stuff are you talking to people or what's what's going down
1: yeah, uh, just you think of the movie Dark City. Remember Dark City?
0: I've seen the poster. I've never watched it.
1: Oh, wait, hold it's a, up. It's on
0: my list. It's on my retirement list. I got to watch it whenever. it should be
1: on your top of your. It's really fucking good. I'll bump Anyways. it up a couple notches. OK, so it's just that, you know, it's that uh, black and white, dark, dreary world where everybody's doing the same thing. Corporate America has taken over uh, in a weird sense where like everything's just about we you're all cogs in a machine. Doing the same thing every day, day in, day out. So like real life. So like real life, uh, a little more cartoony. Uh, at some point, he walks over a bridge because he's walking to work and you see the traffic jam and it's like ridiculous. Like it's just car to car, like all touching. So it's like Seattle. So it's like Seattle. Okay, I'm talking about just <laughs> So it's like very much like real life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mosaic is Seattle downtown. Oh, man. Okay, um, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Yeah, it's easy for you to get it. But yeah, and you are waking up every day kind of like Groundhog Day and saying like, okay, I'm going to do these basic things like brush my teeth, turn the lights on, do the basic things I would do at home, go walk down the hall, literally like walk down the hall, get on the elevator. You get on the elevator, the people that are on the elevator, you know, they don't like you. You can tell it like they like step away from you and you're like, oh, my life is crap. And you walk by their mailbox and you check the mail and then you walk to work and the first day you walk to work, you actually do the job, which means it kind of jump, jumps into like a desktop you know, scenario. Are you actually at a
0: desk or a computer or something?
1: Yeah, it doesn't really show that transition. Oh, it's, OK. It's super indie. It just kind of goes to a screen where you're doing th- something. And it's like a little mini game. And the mini game is just trying to bring these little particles to another area on the board. Um, it doesn't really matter what the game is It's more just saying like This is kind of a mundane thing Like busy work it, Busy work But it also says there's kind of like viruses And you gotta kind of like Work on a puzzle To get away from the viruses um, That's just part of it But then also Every time you wake up You have your phone with you And you can play those little clicker games Okay You, you know like the All the games The ones I even played Where it's like Just like the You just click it What's the, what's the name for it?
0: Like idle games?
1: Idol games, yeah. Man, I can't think of anything today. What happened?
0: We are recording much later in the evening than we usually record. Oh, that's, that's probably what it is. why. Yeah.
1: We're like um, already decided that we're like in switch in bed mode.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, a little little peek behind the curtain, folks. We usually record on Saturday mornings, and by that time, I've had at least one or two cups of coffee. Carlos, you usually have a mocha or something in the morning before oh, we start. Oh, that's true. You know, and so we both refresh from, you know, from uh, waking up and have the coffee. So we're good to go. Haven't done anything yet. But right now, because of real life circumstances, I mean, you just got back from a trip. And I actually was really sick with a cold uh, today and yesterday. So it's almost nine o'clock. I'm not feeling great. I mean, I'm sure you're probably tired from your trip. So we're both a little yeah. lethargic, not firing all cylinders. I guess we have the listeners an apology because this is definitely not our... Top of our form here, but we're doing what we can.
1: I think it's hilarious and it's got some great clips. So to finish this review, <laughs> no apologies, he is not sorry. I'm not, not sorry. sorry. Okay. To finish this review, it's a cool little experience. I can see some people being down that it's only so short, but as you know, and as everybody listening knows, we here on the podcast love really good short experiences because there's not enough time in the day. Oh yeah. I, I like the art style. I like um, the simplicity of it. Essentially what you're doing without spoiling too much is your character starts pretty quickly seeing that there could be a different way and there is actually color to life and there is this like whimsical fantastical thing that's playing out alongside your mundane life and that is really interesting and abstract and it feels almost like something that you would play in dreams because there's a lot of games and dreams right now that are actually really good and very...
0: On PS4 dreams.
1: PS4 dreams. Uh, Pun intended, they are very dreamy. Like, they have a dream-like quality, including the campaign that just came out um, for dreams. So, yeah, I I feel like it's... um, It is not what I thought it was, which was just going to be a very long, kind of tough game where you're, like, struggling through life and really mundane darkness. It really quickly just ramps up and says, like... Well, let's look at how things could be in this other kind of fantastical vision. And I have to say one thing that I think will get people to play it. Sure, sure. Because I don't like spoiling it. But at some point in these fantastical things, it almost reminded me of um, Pink Floyd The Wall. Uh, Very much it did, actually, if you've seen that. Um, There's a scene where essentially he's feeling really down about himself. And he shrinks down and gets really small and all the people walking around are massively huge and one person steps on him and he's just like like bubblegum on his shoe. And as you're walking you are like basically stuck to the guy's shoe. <laughs> and it's like awesomely animated. And he somehow like comes back to life, but that's kind of a metaphor for how he feels. And so those kind of fantastical things start happening really quickly in the game. So I, I urge people to play. I, I know my, people might um, think that it's this other type of game. But now that I've told you, it's just this really interesting kind of way to think about the world that isn't the mundane.
0: Interesting, interesting. So your your take on it is pretty positive, And I do like what you're saying. That sounds like my jam. In fact, I would have probably already played this, except for it's a little bit higher in price than I feel comfortable paying. I'm waiting for it to go on sale uh but i did just post a review at game critics like i mentioned earlier um from one of our writers name is babushka um and she wrote a really good review i really like her writing style and she really um went into why she hated this game she really did not like it at all oh um so i'm getting like on one side i mean she made a very convincing argument for why she did not like it but you have swung me the other way i mean it sounds like you really liked it a lot i guess there's nothing for me to do but try it for myself so once it goes on sale i will pop in and give it a shot do it Cool, cool, cool. All right, let's move on. I have another game to talk about here. Azure Lane Crosswave. We've got a little bit of a theme going with mobile. This is not on mobile, but it actually was inspired or taken from mobile. Um, I don't know a lot about the mobile scene because there's not very much stuff that I think is good there. But this is one of the ones I've heard about multiple times, usually from like the anime crowd uh, on Twitter. I have a couple friends in that circle, and so I hear about things here and there. So, Azure Lane, I guess, is one of the top mobile games, or has been, and I checked into it a while ago when I was looking for mobile games, and it was not my thing. Um, but the, I guess it's so successful that they have decided to bring a version of it to console, which does not happen very often. So, I decided, yeah, I'll give it a shot on PS4. We'll see what it's all about. Uh, do you know anything about Azure Lane, Carlos, at all? No, I don't. Okay. So, this is a very anime uh, otaku sort of a game where... Okay. So, just... Hang with me for just a second here, okay? So, like, what happens is you're in some kind of an alternate Earth. Your crew... So, you're just, like, a commander or something. Like, you never see your character. You're just controlling a crew of anime girls who are not referred to as girls. They are called ships. And each girl has a bunch of equipment that is strapped to her. For example, like, pieces of submarines and aircraft carriers and destroyers and like any kind of like naval ship you can think of is chopped up into bits and then it is somehow stuck onto the body of these girls and they are called ship girls and they go around like doing stuff now i played the i played the the, the mobile game did not care for it um a lot of grinding a lot of, i didn't didn't care for the actual gameplay i just didn't grab me at all um but they've done something different with it on ps4 um you still have the ship girls but rather than the grindy mobile sort of a thing they've taken it into a 3d battlefield sort of environment where you're seeing all of the ship girls rendered in 3d and you put together a a i think you call it a battalion of them or something like that uh and you go out into uh the ocean and you zip around on top of the ocean despite being ships they're not actually in the water they're kind of skimming on top of the water at very high speeds and they zip around and you shoot things with their guns and you can switch between them and you'll see like a lot of enemy ships and the enemy ships are just ships so you blow up a bunch of boats you blow up a bunch of airplanes and once in a while an enemy ship girl will show up and she'll be another girl with like s- junk strapped to her and then you'd like fight it out on the water um it's a very strange concept i have a lot of thoughts on this that is maybe more appropriate for another show i'll touch on it a little bit but basically the action itself is actually not too bad it's very very simple because you're kind of just playing out the battles the same way each time you zip on top of the water aim at things you shoot them zip around some more like there's not a lot to it but it is strangely satisfying to like move around at such high speeds and just kind of take shots at things like from a kinetic perspective i think it's kind of fun uh visually a mixed bag like i think the ship girls some of them look kind of cool like with like guns and propellers and all this kind of stuff strapped to him. like some of them look kind of cool some of them look like really random so the design i don't know exactly if it's working for me all the way but it's kind of working for me um but there's a couple problems with this game i mean number one uh the writing is terrible it is god awful it is a mm. bunch of like talking heads with like endless dialogue and nobody says anything that's really significant They're not, you know, like, you just don't care. Like, they're talking about what they had for lunch, and they're talking about, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Like, being embarrassed comes up all the time in this game. Like, every third conversation is, I'm so embarrassed about something. And it's like, I don't care. Like, (laughs) I don't know who the audience is for this because it's terrible. And, like, seeing these girls be embarrassed all the time and being, like, so shrinking and shy and having that weird kind of, I don't know, like, Japanese social anxiety or something is just not really compelling to me. And it's just really strange like it's, it's verging on kind of weird and gross for me and to be, the other, to
1: be fair they probably are embarrassed because they got ship parts all over their
0: body i mean i would be pretty embarrassed if i went <laughs> somewhere and i was naked except for like a battleship cannon strapped to my back i mean that would be kind of awkward yeah um the other part that really raises some red flags for me is like look i get that big titty anime girls are a thing and i have no problem with that at all like if it's appropriate content for the appropriate audience. I mean, whatever. People watch porno. You watch horror movies. You watch whatever. Like, everybody's, everybody likes their thing, and that's fine. I'm not a prude, right? But one thing that I don't feel comfortable with is this kind of weird anime thing where they have, like, characters that look like little girls. And I'm not cool with it. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of characters in this, in this game that look like they're, like, 10. Or, like, you know, definitely prepubescent, definitely, like really young looking and some of them have some skimpy costumes on top of the battleship parts and i'm just uncomfortable with that whole thing now i know there's probably some people right now who are screaming at the podcast going you're disrespecting japanese culture and i know because actually there's a lot of japanese people who are not cool with that either it's a really fucking weird thing i think it's inappropriate um i just i'm not okay with it and i know that some people are like oh yeah they may look like a nine-year-old girl but narratively, they're a 1,000-year-old dragon spirit, and she's actually older than the earth or whatever. And it's like, fuck off. Fuck
1: yeah. off. what was the game that I just played where, like, there was a bunch of, That was, like, the style. But it, I was like, I still, even though it's a style, I don't want to just be hanging around with these kids all the time.
0: I don't know what you're talking about, but I totally agree with that sentiment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just... It skeeves me out. And I know that there's a lot of dudes out there who that's their thing and I think that maybe you got a problem and maybe you shouldn't be attracted to people who look like nine-year-old girls so that skews me out as well um but putting those issues aside for just a moment also I I, I guess I hold on I have to hit I have to say also it kind of bothers me that they call them ship girls because the way that I see people talk about this game online is it's really dehumanizing and I realize these are not actual female women they're just characters in a game but at the same time I think that like somebody's got to write a PhD paper on this because I haven't done the research and I'm not qualified to really like go into this, but I see this trend of like animalizing or some kind of like dehumanizing girls in a way to kind of treat them as property and things rather than looking at them as people. And I see that happen a lot with this game. Um, Oh, As soon
1: as you said it, you were like, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And they're also ships. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're women, aren't they?
0: I mean, they're kind of women. I mean, I, I was looking at this game as if they are female characters, but I see a lot of people talking about this game as if they are ships if as if they are things and it kind of bugs me um that you know that's a whole that's a pretty big topic um we don't i've mentioned it we don't have to get any further into it but there's a lot of red flags with this game that i find a little bit problematic um but putting all that stuff aside and to be fair it's kind of a lot um i think the general idea is kind of fun of putting together a team of characters and shooting around on top of the waves and just zipping around and shooting stuff i mean i think just from that perspective it's pretty fun and i'm looking forward to unlocking more characters and seeing how they control differently and there's a little bit of an upgrade system so like from a mechanical perspective i'm kind of down with it um but i have a lot of reservations in terms of like conceptual and about their art style so i you know i mean there i i I don't know that I'm recommending it. I don't know that I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying that it's a thing that's out there. I've got some concerns, but I also think there's some good stuff about it. So I I guess I'm just mixed on it.
1: Brad's review. It's a thing. It's a thing that's out there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean... You, well, you didn't change my my perspective either way, and I just heard Ship Girls, and, I, and he said Younger Girls, and I'm out. So it yeah like, i mean
0: i mean and just before anybody gets the wrong idea dude like i love um senrad and Kagura, which is one of my favorite um anime series and the girls in that game are just like bonkers like the biggest boobs the bounciest butts like it's totally like wankfest fan service right but it's okay because they're they're older and they're clearly over 18 and it's for people who like to enjoy that stuff. There's a really good combat engine. And I think the writing is actually really good in it too. But like, you know, I'm not opposed to like girls in skimpy outfits. If it's an appropriate content and appropriate situation. Oh yeah. You know, no. I don't want it all the time. I don't want it in every game, but I think, you know, it's a thing that exists, right? It's fine. But yep. like, I just don't like the little girl stuff. It's gross and it creeps me out.
1: Yep. All right. We've talked about it too much. This is too much.
0: Let's move. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, that was Azure lane Crosswave on PS4. It's a thing that exists. Carlos. Um, You've got a quick look at a... Ga- is it is it a preview or is it already out full version? Book of Demons. Tell us about this.
1: Yeah, it's out. I just didn't play a lot of it. Um, okay. But I'm very, very interested in what um what they created. And I'll tell you a little bit about it. And then I'd like to check back, uh, just like I'm going to check back on Snack World today. We'll do a little check back on this one as well. Okay, little update, um, sure. Book of Demons is an isometric hack and slash game with elements of action, role-playing... And also a deck building because every game has to have deck building. Every
0: now. game has deck building.
1: Uh, I think like even like going to go back and retrofit old games like Mario Brothers and just put deck building in it, which, by the way, that might actually be pretty good. That cool. actually might be kind of cool. You ah, got me kind of excited for that. I know. Thank you. Um, so basically, you know, you're going down dungeons. Uh, there's you start at the top level. There's like many levels. Let's just say you're going down the dungeon, uh, getting to the end and collecting I'm sorry, collecting loot and cards along the way. So the hybrid part is, you know, things you find in chests are lots of times they can be cards. Those cards you are putting in your deck, they immediately put them in your deck for you as you go down the dungeon. So you're not like waiting to have to spend them. You know, you can use them right away. Uh, it's not like um, go back and then go through the dungeon again with your new cards. It's like you can just use them. Uh, it Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I like that a lot better than the other way around and you're just going down and slaying monsters uh there's some bosses you're you know breaking little vases getting jewel or jewels and coins and stuff and that's kind of it now there's a light light story but it's very much like really just about the act of doing this thing which is going down these dungeons getting stuff and getting cards and making your deck better uh, there's a very cool look which is they call it paper craft so like cardboard cutout uh style game and i really do like that look it's very cool like i said before it's isometric so you're looking at this little kind of like a dnd cut out well, character uh, let's,
0: let's pause for a second here because i'm trying to imagine like i know deck builder and i know isometric but like how do those things come together is it turn-based or like how does oh how sorry does, how so do those things merge
1: yeah it's it's like i said it's action role-playing game so it's just like a Baldur's Gate or a Diablo, you're moving your little character around by clicking on the screen somewhere. It's going to where you want it to go, and it's fighting a monster you want it to fight on. So click a monster, click a vase to smash, click a chest to open. And
0: then what do the cards do?
1: And so when you get the cards, lots of times they're in chests. They are different abilities, so you can like use different kind of abilities with the cards, uh, like a super strong strike or different things like that. Um, now the interesting thing about it is this though. What I described is, again, similar to a Diablo, those kind of games, running around clicking a lot of things. But in this game, for some reason, which is relaxing, but I just don't understand why they're doing it, you um, can click anything you can see. So as your little character runs down the the hallway, if you see a monster or skeleton around the corner, as long as you can kind of see it, you can click it and attack it. And I, I was very weirded out by that because that, no other game does that. And then it also, if you see a vase or a chest or something, it can be very far away from your character on screen, and you're still doing actions to it. Does that make sense?
0: Are you moving towards it, or is it still far away from you?
1: It's still far away.
0: Oh, so you're attacking it, but you're not right next to it?
1: Yeah, which is oh. just weird to me.
0: That does sound kind of weird. Why don't you just run over to it? Like, it doesn't make you do that?
1: Well, he's going, but he's like, it's it's almost like he's uh, someone's like picking up and down like a little piece of cardboard, you know, moving them kind of slowly. Okay. So um, I don't know what the reasoning is, but because of that, it really becomes like a Zen-like thing because there's like monsters who have poison and the poison, if you strike them, it makes a little cloud. So you actually don't want to get too close to them. So you can kind of maneuver your character almost like a strategic way, like around the corner and then a strike and hit the skeleton so he blows up far away from you. And then there's, like, something that's flying and it gets really close to you. And then you have to, like, attack that quickly because it's actually hitting your character. But other stuff you can hit from a distance. So it's just a really interesting way of doing it. And here's the other thing that I kind of don't like. If it's an action RPG or something that, you know, purports some sort of a story, in every game you start, you decide how long you want the dungeon to be. So oh, you really? Can, yeah. So you can
0: choose, like, like short, medium, long? Or? Yeah,
1: short, medium, long, essentially. Um, now, well, that's interesting for people who don't, don't have much time, which is great, right? I just want to do a short little thing. It also means, like, it feels more like a puzzle game to me that way. Like, it's not like a dungeon crawl game or, like, I'm trying to, like, get better. It just feels like a puzzle, like, a, like almost like a board game. Um, so that's good for that reason. Uh, but I definitely like the more fantasy storytelling RPG. Seems like
0: more of a mechanical thing to play, not really something that you're like mentally like getting into with a character. Then exactly, exactly. Okay, that. okay. Yeah.
1: So that's what that is, and it's just relaxing and kind of cool. And I'll definitely play more of it. Sounds cool. I like the look of it. I uh, I
0: checked it out online. I like the visuals, and it seems like something that would kind of be my jam. Um, but I'm not going to play it on PC. If it ever comes to a console or the Switch or something, I'll check it out. But uh, I dig. I dig what you're saying kind of sounds like something i would enjoy and i definitely look so we'll see book of demons currently i believe only on pc correct yep all right cool 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 uh a couple more games here and then we will get to listener q a we've got a really good one this week i'm excited to talk about that one um i've got a couple games that go together sort of the first one is darksiders genesis which just came out i want to say about a week ago um i don't know what the name of the studio is because i feel like that studio has gone through like three different names (coughs) excuse me pardon me um but they take the same darksiders characters if you don't know it's the four horsemen of the apocalypse it's war death strife and fury who are not the traditional four horsemen um but they've changed them up for i guess gameplay purposes or whatever uh the first darksiders was like kind of a zelda-ish sort of an action game and set in the post-apocalypse pretty good i really did like the first darksiders quite a bit um Darksiders 2, they kind of added some Diablo loot elements and it lost me. Darksiders 3, it turned into like a Metroidvania and it didn't bring me back. So this one is a Diablo-like and this one's not doing it for me either. Uh, This time around, we are introduced to Strife. This is the first time the Strife character has made an appearance and it's a co-op game, uh, online or local. And the other person plays War, who is the protagonist of the first game. Um, so it's just basically like a top-down action game. Really basic. It's like, it's weird because it feels very basic to play. But there's like a lot of different options and menu things and jiggumabobs and all sorts of weird stuff that I felt like was kind of overkill. Um, and yet none of it really seemed to matter. What I was doing when I was playing it, and I was playing it with my wife as well. So we were doing co-op, which is, you know, the quote-unquote like good way to play it. Um, we just walked around and just hit guys. And then after you hit a guy, you get a little prompt to like finish them off. So we'd finish them off and just move on to the next thing. It was really dull. Like, it, it the graphics were very tiny. It was really hard to make out any details. Um, the map is always a really crucial part of any Diablo-style game. And they fucked this map up. It's no good. Um, when you go to your map screen, it'll highlight, like, a region. Like, let's say, for example, you're looking at the map. There's, like, six regions in the world, right? And so you'll be, like, in one region. It'll, like, highlight where you are regionally. But you don't know where you are in the map. And so you're like, am I at the top of this region? Am I at the bottom? Am I at the left? Oh, that's weird. And when you're doing a dungeon crawl, the whole fucking point of the game is to cover every aspect of the dungeon. Get all the loot. Kill all the monsters. You hoover the fucking thing from start to finish. You need the map. Ideally, it's going to light up when you've filled it in so that you know where you've been and where you haven't been. That's how these games play. And these guys don't seem to understand that. Your map is just like a very general i am in the northwest and i don't know exactly where i'm at and i don't know am i above Am I below have i been here already and to me the levels looked really similar and so i we were getting lost like all the time we were noticed we were doubling back on ourselves and between that and the small graphics we were just like we just we got really
1: bored of it like on the first day it's interesting because like that's actually one of my favorite things in diablo is to like clear out that fog of war
0: absolutely It's, it's so crucial part of the experience Like it's if you like to clear things out and to check things off a list and to be thorough. And I think that a lot of people playing these games probably enjoy those things. Why would you not do that? That is so important. So, yeah, yeah, I just we just we were really bored. Like the writing was not great. A lot of like bad puns and bad jokes. And uh, it just wasn't fun. Like we just felt like we were mashing X and not really doing anything. And I just I found it really hard to care. So we noped out of that game. Pretty quickly, I do not recommend it, but it's interesting because I've gone back and read some reviews from people that I know and just like on Metacritic and stuff. Um, There's some people that who who did did not like it, um, liked it as little as I did, but there's a lot of people who actually seem to like it and I'm a little confused by that because I get everybody's got their own opinion, but I feel like for the game that this, uh, like for what kind of genre this is, I feel like it fucks a lot of it up and it doesn't get a lot of it right. So I'm very confused that a lot of people seem to like this one. I I couldn't find the fun in it. I did not care for it. Uh, I think I played it for like maybe like two, three hours and I was done. I just had no more interest to come back. But after playing this, I was bummed, man, because I wanted to play a co-op game with my wife. I wanted to play a Diablo-like. I wanted, you know, I was kind of in the mood for something like this. That's what uh, caught my attention in the first place. And so after like two hours and we were done, we're like, man, I feel like... All revved up and, like, you know, no place to go, you know? Like, what do we do? Ironically, I had just gotten an email a couple days before from Neocore, and they were saying, hey, um, we just put out a new expansion for Warhammer 40K Inquisitor Martyr, which is a hell of a title. Um, And they're like, yeah, new campaign, new DLC, check it out. And I'm like, I've never heard of this game before. What is this game you're even talking about? Come to find out, it's a Diablo-like. It was released, I think, two years ago. Two years ago. Whoa. They're still putting out DLC for it. Expansion. Brand new campaign that just came out. So I'm like, well, I'm in the mood for a Diablo-like. This one is one of those. Um, I, I'm i not super familiar with Warhammer or Warhammer 40k, but I know what they are. But, you know, I don't play the tabletop. And, and Games Workshop is notoriously sketchy with their licenses. Some of those games are great. Some of them are hot garbage. It's really a crapshoot whether these are going to be good or not. But I'm like, you know... Uh, I'll check it out and it just so happened that they put that game on sale the very next day so retail price for the complete package meaning the base game all the DLC it was like $70 Whoa. it went on sale the next day for 15 nice I grabbed the $15 package got all the DLC got the extra stuff got everything jumped in so this is a like I said a Diablo top down isometric dungeon crawl Um, but set in the Warhammer 40k universe, you play, uh, as one of four different character classes. If you have the DLC, there's four. If you just buy the base game, there's three. Um, there's like an assassin, a heavy gunner guy, there's a wizard. And the new guy is a tech priest, which, uh, uh, he kind of uses like little, um, robots and stuff to go with him. Little buddies. So, and it's just, uh, you know, it's just like one of those. You just jump in and start shooting dudes and grinding out levels and getting loot and stuff. But I'll tell you, this game is fucking great. It's really great. I love this game. It's so fun. Really well done. Um, But there's a couple things here. First of all, I know a lot of people were down on this game when I brought it up on Twitter. A lot of people were saying, oh, that game sucked. I hated that game. Fair enough, but it came out two years ago and the developers have already moved the entire game onto like a 2.0 release. So they've taken all the feedback. They've done all the patches. They've changed a lot of the systems. I didn't play it two years ago, so I don't know. I mean, it probably was bad two years ago. But it's great now. Like, it's really fun. It's really, really good. And if you like a Diablo style, this is wonderful. Um, it's got enough of a story to keep things going where there's a lot of voice cut scenes where they explain this weird story about this phantom ship that appears. And you got to find out the secret of the ship. And so you're kind of going through uh, dungeons on the ship and kind of, you know, finding clues and stuff, which is... You know, it's not a deep story. It's not Hemingway or anything, but, like, it's more than enough to keep me going through a game of this kind. Systems are great, and one of the things I like best about it is that you can equip two different weapons at the same time, switch between them, and each weapon has four different firing modes. So, whatever weapon you have, let's say you have a machine gun, it'll have, like, single shot, also rapid fire, also armor piercing, also, like you know i don't know like a burst shot or something like that like every weapon including like the melee weapons like everything has four different modes and so as you're going through a level you're constantly course correcting what you're doing like you're like oh group of small guys that don't have armor i'm gonna do the burst shot Mm. oh shit here comes a real big guy with armor i'm going back to my armor piercing shot and you're like like you're you're constantly evaluating the situation as you're playing so it's not just mashing x like you're not just spamming the same attack over and over you're like oh fuck i gotta like do my other shot okay um This one's on cooldown. Okay, I got to do something else. Maybe I'll throw a grenade. You got to reposition. I'm too close. I'm too far. Like you got to move around.
1: That reminds me of that game that I had. What was it? Remember, I was like working for a witch, and I was like a gunslinger, and uh, it was top-down view. And I had like I had different types of shots with my gun.
0: Sounds familiar, but I do not know the title. I remember you talking about it. Um, So we're delivering a lot of top-quality content to our listeners here.
1: (laughs) No, but I like that idea of like switching up the the way that you're shooting,
0: yeah, it's really interesting because it makes every encounter like slightly different. Like there's a pretty good enemy variety. Um, I'm not super familiar with the Warhammer universe, but I recognize a lot of these things from like the miniatures that I've seen and like some of the stuff. You know, I've I've dipped into 40k every now and then, so I'm seeing some like a lot of different enemy types, and it's just it's really fun because you'll hit a big crowd and you're like doing crowd control, then all of a sudden like a big berserker comes up and you're like oh shit I gotta like manage this too, and like you're just Even in the level, like, you're doing, like, multiple strategies, like, on-the-go, like, little micro-strategies. And it just keeps the whole thing feeling fresh. You're not... you're not zoning out. You're not just hitting X the whole time. You're not just spamming your most powerful attack the whole time. Like, you're constantly doing things and moving out of the way of attacks. You're, like, taking cover. Like, it's very dynamic feeling. I really like the way the combat feels. It feels very good. There's a wide variety of guns. There's a gun for everybody in this fucking game. And if you dip into the other characters, everybody plays differently um there's some stuff that is shared between them but each character has a pretty good amount of unique weaponry so if you get bored of one character you swap over to another one um and you can do that which is really exciting and i like the story it's pretty good you can do couch co-op you can also do online co-op um and it's just it's really really well put together if you want a really great diablo like and you like the 40k universe this is great this is one of the good ones um there's not a lot of good 40k games and not a lot of good warhammer games but this one is super solid and i've been playing the shit out of it
1: yeah it seems like it came at a perfect time for you too right after you're disappointed about (laughs) the darksiders one
0: uh it could not have been more perfect i was i was disappointed about darksiders i wanted to play one and it went on sale the very next day dude i mean how perfect is that
1: and um what you call it how is that map though the map is excellent
0: it is the bomb map dude
1: see it does
0: like that fog of war thing it also shows you enemies way ahead before you see them so you're never surprised Highlights all the chests that you missed. Highlights all the pickups you missed. It's fucking great. Maybe you can also make it small and make it real big if you need more detail. This is how you do a fucking map, folks. This is what you do with a map. Like, this map is great. Totally enhances my enjoyment of the game. It's wonderful. I love Warhammer 40k Inquisitor Martyr. I think it's great solo, and I've been playing with the wife. It's really fun in co-op, too. Like, it's a blast. Like, it's a really well-done game. So, it may have been trash two years ago. It's great now, and that is the power of modern technology of patches yeah. downloads and updates so you
1: have me interested because I, I like anything that's diablo like and um with a good map so. excellent map yeah if you want a diablo like
0: this one you cannot go wrong dude it's great
1: that's the kind of game that you have to have the at uh, the edge scratch you know what i mean sometimes exactly. So, yeah
0: exactly sometimes you need it so warhammer 40k inquisitor martyr is good stuff uh, a couple more games we're going to get to q a carlos uh you have a couple games to do some updates on right
1: i do if um yeah, basically Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Did you play that?
0: I played it when it came out for the first time. Yeah, so I have, I have some experience with that game.
1: I think that came out a while ago, eh? It was like the like, Wii U, I think, wasn't it? Shit. Well, yeah, but obviously they re-released it on the Switch. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So whenever it came out on the Switch is when I got it with my original Switch. And then I just kind of picked it up again during the Portland trip just because I had uh, re-downloaded it. And I just remembered how much I really do like that game. It's a weird game. I'm not going to say too much about it. Um, it's kind of like an MMO in a way where there's a lot of like you setting up attacks and managing your party, but not really like you're not attacking yourself, really. You're just kind of hitting commands.
0: It's one of those things where you like highlight a character and then the, the character kind of like auto attack, right?
1: Yeah, everybody auto attacks, but then you can kind of choose certain attacks to do like right. specials. Um, and there, by the way, there's a lot more cutscenes than I ever thought in any RPG uh, in a, I've seen or played in a while. Uh, so be aware of that. But yeah, I just really, really fell back in love with it. And I finally got past the section where I was when I first played it. So I think I might finish it. I know it's like super epic and super long. I've
0: heard it's really long.
1: Yeah. But I'm at least going to kind of pick it up here and there and mess with it because it's definitely something relaxing about it. Um, again, it feels like an online MMO. In a way where you're just kind of like, um, yeah, doing stuff with the characters. Uh, so that was my update for that. And then Snack World, which you hate. I um, definitely hate that game. Yep, and I've still have been playing. I have uh, something that will make you happy. I have a grievance with it.
0: <laughs> All right, let, let's I, let's lay it on us. This is so for those who didn't catch the last episode. It's a top-down dungeon crawler. Uh, it was originally on 3DS. It's Japanese. Um, I I couldn't stand it. But uh,
1: what is what is your grievance, sir? Level five action RPG. Yeah, cartoony Level characters. Level five. Yeah. Yeah. Really ridiculous, over the top. Um, I think, by the way, what keeps me going on it, for to say a pro first, is yeah, every story is like there's no saving the world. It's just like this one lady wants like some moisturizing cream, and you're like gotta go find kill this monster to get its excrement. Which is actually <laughs> the moisturizing cream. So Ooh. it's kind of a joke that she's no, going to put you. shit on her face. Yeah. No, so um, they don't show it. But uh, anywho, you know, I like the kind of corniness uh, of the game for some reason. And it's just about loot, getting loot, and leveling up. But here's my grievance every time you go out on a mission, you essentially pick a mission you want to do. It's a dungeon or an overworld. And there's like something at the end, either a boss, or you have to collect something. But when you go out, so far, I don't know how much it's going to change. I'm, like, level 16 already. You can only carry, is it three or five, I think five health potions. And they don't renew, and you can't bring more with you. So it doesn't matter how badass you are, at some point, you're going to fucking die. Like, I don't know what their intention is here, because your uh, little npc characters or if you're playing co-op can revive you right so there's that but when you revive you're not full health so that's not even that big of a deal you know if you're revived in full health then that's not, not that bad but you're not so you still need health and yeah you can find health potions in the world but sometimes because of random you don't so there's been many times where i'm like strong enough the outcome shows up at, before you start the mission, and it's like, excellent or good. You can you could probably easily beat this mission. And I've lost many oh no. missions just based on the stupid health potion thing. It just seems like, why is it five? I have like 8,000 gold in the bank. This whole game's supposed to be about loot and feeling like a badass. Then why the only thing that makes me feel not badass is not having enough health potions. That's a uh,
0: really weird place to fall down.
1: It's the weirdest place because it feels like, if it were a mobile game, you'd be paying for those. I was potions. just gonna
0: say that exact thing. Yes. Yeah.
1: So maybe that's what happened, and they fucking retrofitted it for a console. And if that's the case, I hate you, Snack World. <laughs> because if that's the case, I will literally delete it from my my thing. But I, who I'm not gonna tell. Who knows. But that has literally made me rage quit. Like, the last one I rage quitted, I go... Oh, man. No, no, I'm strong enough to do this fucking dungeon. I can take out everybody in this thing. But just because of a, a, a couple slip-ups, I, I don't have enough health. Like, what What do you do? You've got no more health. You can't, like, get it back.
0: Yeah, that game is weird, man. I noticed that when I play it. I mean, you've played it a lot more than I have, so you definitely have more of the experience than I do. But when I played, I did notice that I ran about potions a few times. And I'm like, what the fuck on top of that? Like I found the weapon stamina system to be really weird too. I mean, no, I, that, I don't know if it is a mobile game, but it, it's got mobile ish tendencies.
1: It's got mobile ish tendencies. And the, the stamina, by the way, for the weapons is, is not that bad. Like I played up to level 16. Now you switch here and there. And also like, yeah, here's another thing. That's mobile. Like the idea of like, there's certain colors that are in fashion in that game. Oh, yes. So we
0: got to wear the, the correct color in order to get a bigger boost.
1: Yeah. So if you have purple stuff, like it's like better. I'm like, fuck you. What? Oh, I, now I'm really I got angry twice in this podcast. and <laughs> I just anger myself in this one.
0: Oh, man. So. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a weird game, man. I it's a weird game. I, I noped out. I am glad I noped out. And it sounds like maybe it's starting to wear on you a little bit.
1: It might be. All right. All right. Well,
0: that was Stack World. That was the update. Let's do a quick uh, recap. We talked about a lot of games this episode so far. Um, We're going to talk more. But in terms of stuff that we played straight up, we played Democratic Socialism Simulator. We played Bio Inc. Nemesis, Simulacra 2, Smash Tennis, Mosaic, Azure Lane Crosswave, Book of Demons, Darksiders Genesis, Warhammer 40k Inquisitor Martyr, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and we just got a Snack World update. So that is the main body of the show. Um uh, we've got some listener QA. I'm very excited to talk about this, uh Carlos. We asked people, uh if you'll recall, the question was, what game have you started multiple times? But never finished. So let's start with us first before we get to listener Q and have a couple of responses, but let's hear from you, Carlos. Did you have any uh, anything to talk about? Any games you've started but never finished? Anything notable?
1: Oh, the biggest one and is most notable. And listener, fan of the show, my friend Lelena, will know what this is. Uh, Dragon, Qu- uh, not Dragon Quest. Ease eight.
0: Okay, ease, ease eight. That's
1: a well-known series. I literally need to go back, and now that I'm saying it out loud, I will. Also because I'm a little mad at Snack World right now. Um, I will probably go back and beat that. You're on this island. There's a little bit of tower defense in that game, and I think that's what took me out of it because it's not just an action RPG. There's, there's also like a tower defense element, and I think I remember that's why I stopped for a bit, but I really do like a lot of it in the mechanics, so I want to go back and beat that um i've tried probably like four times
0: oh shit that's a lot of times
1: yeah and then like the last time i think it was because of that tower defense and i was like i don't want to play tower defense right now i want to play action um so that's one the other one is what i was going to say dragon quest builders because i oh yeah i really like that world and the minecraftiness of it but i never beat it and so every time i'll go back i'll build like a house and like (laughs) do something stupid, you know, instead of actually play the game. Yeah, yeah. And I'll just be, I'll play, like, the Minecraft of it, and then I won't actually, like, be, like, go to the other island. So I'm sure there's, like, cool shit in there, but. Um, And then two more. Uh, Sleeping Dogs? I've not finished that game.
0: Oh, man. Okay.
1: (laughs) That's a deep cut, and I love that game. And I literally have went back to it, yeah, four or five times, played the shit out of it. Every time I play it, I'm like, Two things I go. One, this is an amazing game, especially for the time. You know, it's an awesome GTA. Yeah. Uh, two, I always forget where the fuck I am in the game. I'm like, did I beat this area? Was I did I scare that person? Was it? Are you did starting cops- over
0: from scratch, or are you just jumping back into it? I've thing? started over
1: that. I started the game over two times. Oh man. And the second time I started over, I went back to the save, and I didn't remember where I was and what I was doing. Uh, the last one is really another deep cut. Get even. Do you remember this game? Get even. Is that the one oh man. I've
0: is that it was like a first person Yes. scary exploration sort of yes. game. Yes. Yeah. I remember I remember being really tricked by that one because the trailer made it look like a very different thing than what it was.
1: Well, I didn't know what it was. I just randomly bought it for like on sale or something and really was taken by it. And I was like, what a weird game. Like very this weird is game. Yeah. Interesting, and I'm in, and then I put it down. Just forgot about it, right? Came back to it and I was like, Wait, Carlos, why didn't you finish this game? Because that's how I do things when you live by yourself. You just talk to yourself. Hey, Carlos, <laughs> why didn't you finish this game? We're making dinner. Shut up. Uh, you you shut up. I seriously have a question. Why did we finish this game? I don't have an answer. Um, I need to go finish it. So th- I did there's not mine. finish
0: that one either. That's, a, that's an interesting cut. I did not expect that one.
1: Ooh, I got some deep cuts. You got a, some real deep cuts there. Sleeping
0: Dogs. I haven't thought about that game in a long time.
1: It's fucking great, and I can't believe I haven't finished it. Man,
0: okay, I got, I got some, I got some games of my own. All right. Um, and all of these kind of like weigh heavily on me, sort of. Uh, the first one, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Oh yeah. I love this game. I love it. For people that don't know, you, it's a multiplayer game where you share the duties of piloting a spaceship. And now they've updated it so you can have up to four people in a ship. It used to be just two, but like. One person would steer, and then the other person would work the gun. But then someone would have to like get off of their station to go work the shield. So then you can't pilot all the the powers of the ship at the same time. You're constantly like going back and forth based on what you need at, in the situation. And it requires a lot of um, teamwork with your, your co-pilots. I love that game. I think it's so cute. It looks really cute. I love the art style. I think it's really fun to play. I have never finished it. I think I've probably started it like maybe five times. And I always get to... like maybe the second world and then things get busy and you can't really play it by yourself. Although actually you can play it by yourself. Now you can do, there's AI there didn't used to be. Well, I was going to say,
1: yeah, not playing it uh, solo is probably the hardest part of that.
0: Yeah. So you can, you can put it on real easy and you can have AI people, but I want to play it with my family. Right. And like something always comes up. My wife gets busy. I get busy. My son wants to go play Fortnite or something. Who knows? And we just, we just never finish it. And I really, I really want to finish it, but it's, it's, it's TBD. Um, The other one, Witcher 2, Assassin of Kings. Oh. I love Witcher 3. It's probably one of my favorite games of all time. I think it's one of the best games ever made, honestly. I love Witcher 3. Nothing but love for Witcher 3. Witcher 2 is a different story. Um, Real janky. Combat's questionable. Um, The technology was not able to really fully capture that vision. And so there's a lot of loading screens which really break up the immersion of that game. Uh, It's really tough to navigate sometimes and i think the quest marker system is great in witcher 3 it is not great in witcher 2 Mm. um i need a lot more quest markers than there are and so i find myself constantly going to an faq and it's like i'll do a quest and i'll be into it and then i'll be like oh but i don't know what to do next and well you better look up an faq and then you know it's just lame like i don't feel like i should have to look up an faq just to keep making progress and it's just janky and i get to a fight that i don't like and i just kind of lose steam but like being the Witcher three fan that I am, I feel like I should at least finish Witcher two, and I just I can never force myself to finish it. I think I've started it maybe three times, and I just have never gotten it done. I have it on my Xbox One right now. I started it a couple weeks ago, and I just haven't. I lost Steam again. I don't know. I don't know. I
1: I am sensing a theme right now. Can I tell? it to Yeah, you please do, please do. I think this might be a theme. Also, I'm going to go ahead and foreshadow yeah, with the games yeah. that we're about to talk about in the responses. <clears throat> Is if you think about what we both said. With Witcher two, um, I didn't really say this out loud with Sleeping Dogs, but there's definitely technical problems. Like there's a there's a lot of great stuff in it, but like with Get Even, I remember that having like weird issues. Yeah, we're like, yeah. what's going on? Why is this controlled this way? And a game like let's say Dishonored two or Greedfall um, or games I recently played like Outer Worlds, like I why the fuck did I finish them so quickly? Part of it's probably that the mechanics were sound. Right? Yeah, like it yeah. they it just worked. Like Dishonored two just works and like kicks ass and you're like, Yeah, I wanna see what this story's like. But if something stops you, I would I would suspect a lot of that is why people don't finish games. That's a really good point, dude,
0: especially given like how busy people are these days. I mean most grown ups I feel like have pretty limited time. I know that we do. And considering that so many games are so cheap these days, I mean, I think basically everybody I know has a backlog of at least a couple games, if not more. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you start hitting trouble, it's really easy to be like, this feels like too much work and I have other things to play or I just need to go back to work and not play games anymore. Or it's, you know, like, it's gotta be pretty... I mean, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's gotta be something that doesn't feel like a barrier, you know? Yeah. You just get into it and keep going and keep rolling. And if I need to, like figure out why something's glitching out, or if I need to look up an FAQ because I have no fucking idea what I'm doing, it becomes like a drag. Right, which I think is
1: kind of like a a really recent callback is that Beholder game. That's what it was called, Beholder. Beholder. And I was like, I don't know what I should be doing, and I'm confused, and I think it's kind of interesting, the world. But because I was, like, perplexed, I didn't finish, right? And I think that's what happens. So not only just the mechanics have to be sound, but also, like, the the vision and kind of like the progression of it because if you're like lost then you're not going to finish it so yeah it <laughs> really helps
0: too if you're able to get back into a game like if you I don't know about you but if I step away from a game for one or two days so I start to notice like I'm forgetting what I'm doing I forget what my goal was where have I been what's going on and really good games will make it easy for you to jump back in they'll have a you know last time on oh yeah or up until this point or at least have a good menu system where if you pull up a menu it'll be like oh yeah these are your active quests you can be like oh that's right I'm doing this one thing so that really helps a lot um, dude that's
1: what Ease has I just remembered Ease has the uh, previously on so, I love previously on it's really yeah so right? that will make me easy for me to go back and beat that. one last
0: game I want to mention for me personally before we get to the Q&A responses this is a big one for me uh, because I actually don't like this game but I want to like this game I feel like I should like this game I've tried it I think probably four times at least four times every time I play it I fucking don't like it but I keep coming back to it <laughs> And they just put out an update that made me want to play it again for like a fifth time. No Man's Sky. I don't like this game. I don't like it. But they just put out an update where you can get a ship that is alive, like a bio ship. That is my my shit. I am a sci-fi nerd. I'm like, I saw the video. I'm like, oh, my God. I want that ship. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want that ship. It's like pulsing. It looks like a bug in space. And it's like alive. I want that so much but I don't like that game, but I want to like that game, and I've tried so many times. I don't fucking like No Man's Sky, but I want to like it, and I can never, ever, ever finish it.
1: I think I kind of know what that is because oh, this is such a tangent, but we've talked about it a little bit on the show maybe, but I played that when it first came out, and I love it for what it was, and it was a moment, and lots of times games are like just like a, a show or a Netflix show or something where you... You you all experience it together, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And I want to say that that's why people—it's harder for people to get into it. Maybe now, or maybe even you, because it was like a cultural touchstone. It had such a, you know, yeah. crazy drama around it.
0: It was in the zeitgeist, man. It was what people right. were talking about. Yeah, right.
1: And so I, I dealt with it, and it's at its first inception, and it is a different type of game almost now because I've been watching some videos of the third person, all that kind of stuff. But I enjoyed it for what it was, but now I'm wondering if it's just like retrofitting and you can't seem to, your brain can't be like, yeah, but it's still No Man's Sky, that game I don't like. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, props to those guys. They kept it going. They've done a lot of fixes. They've changed a lot of things. I mean, uh, I'm sure it's a very different experience than the last time I played it. These guys seem hard at work on making this thing wonderful. It's still got a lot of people playing it. Try a fifth um, time. Try a fifth yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, Pop I it. probably fucking will, dude. I love a bio ship. I am a sucker for a bioship. <laughs> I don't <laughs> It sounds stupid to say, but, like, I want to like that game so much, man. I keep hoping they're going to patch it to where it's going to get to where I like it all of a sudden. And I'll be really happy. But I don't know if that day is ever going to come. But I probably will. In, in two weeks, you'll be like, I'll be like, yeah, I'm talking about No Man's Sky. And I'll just I'll hate on again. But we'll see. All right. All right. Anyway, those are our games that we start a million times and never finish, and that's why we got a lot of really good responses. Thank you to everybody who
1: responded.
0: Um, oh, uh, Carlos, you want to kick us off here with the first, uh, first yes, response? Yes,
1: it's. Uh, and I'm gonna mess up the last name, Donald Thorells. That's how I would
0: pronounce it, Thoreau. Yeah, I think you're on the right Theroux. track. Right. Thoreau.
1: Okay. Uh, he says Persona 3 Portable because the game's atmosphere is so oppressive. I feel like it's causing flare-ups of depression.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Don't do that. You don't want that. Don't play something that makes you depressed. No, stay away from that.
1: Yeah, because you know know what game does that? Fucking dumbass bio-ink. What's it called?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That uh, bio-ink nemesis. Bio-ink
1: fucking makes you have depression? Screw that game. I'm mad again. (laughs) It's mad again.
0: Yeah, don't play anything that makes you depressed, Donald. Stay away from that. There's a lot of happy games that'll lift you up. Find one of those, so uh let's see next one comes from joshua carpenter hello joshua it says two come to mind final fantasy tactics and several versions of monster hunter there just isn't a good version of final fantasy tactics that doesn't feel antiquated i totally agree and with monster hunter i've just come to terms with the fact that the series just isn't my jam and that's quite all right it is not the jam for many people so you were you were hardly alone there joshua
1: yeah it's a tough game to get into you have to like a love hate i think um Phil Holmes says The Witcher 3. By the way, Phil Holmes is now my enemy.
0: He's your enemy. Why is that?
1: But, well, let's go on here. I've tried okay. three separate times to play that game, but each time I kind of just start hating it. Um, Phil, we can't be friends. <laughs> but also, everybody likes their own thing, and I'm just kidding, but also we're not friends, but also I'm just kidding. But that's Phil's answer.
0: All right. Next, well, we're going to stick with the theme here. The next one comes from Pete Lawson. He says, The Witcher 3, obviously a great game, but the equipment and crafting systems are unclear. It's too demanding of my time, and I wish Geralt would just hit the enemy with his sword instead of doing all that flourishing and twirling. Also, and here's why I love this guy, no man's sky. I like the idea of low-stress mining and crafting, but I find the worlds very dull and samey. Same. It takes ages to fly anywhere, agree. I also cannot take part in space combat except to be shot down, although there is no real down in space. So uh, Pete and I are on kind of the same level with No Man's Sky. Uh, I feel you, Pete.
1: Yeah, but The Witcher 3 comment then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. uh, Nocturnus says Final Fantasy 15. Ooh, I'm making enemies. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, they're making – I'm just in an angry mood. I don't know. This whole show is weird. The premise is engaging. I really dig the friendship between those four troublemakers. So do I. The idea of collecting royal arms is uh, neat and world making is top notch, but the fighting is fucking dull. I disagree. It just doesn't feel deliberate. You have minimal minimal control over other characters. Well, that's true. Um Combo system is meh, and although I tried so hard to give it a chance, it just didn't click with me. And that's fine. The combat is a little divisive. I, I agree with you. You don't really have much control. If you think about, um, what I just call it? Xenoblade Chronicles 2? Yeah, yeah. Similar, There's some right? similarities, but you have much more of a control of your main character in this. Um, yeah, so I get it. I did like that game a lot
0: next one comes from goodman trashylvania love me some trash says red dead redemption and i just seem to get sidetracked easily with other games eventually taking its place understood yeah pray because it seems like 100 percent my shit on paper and i keep thinking i'm missing out but i've tried it four times and i never make it beyond hour five also feel you there that seems like my shit too and it is just not. So I feel you trash.
1: I feel you trash on that because I've started pray. I realized, maybe three times and said, like, nope, I just, it's just, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, same. Uh, D at, what is it? no Twifdeed? T-F-W-D-E-E-A-D? I can't even read anymore. I tried to start Valhalla. Is it Valhalla? Yeah. Yeah, like five times, but I just find it so boring. That's fine
0: i you know that game is terrible i i can't stand that game um i think it gets a
1: bigger bigger than it should it gets more fanfare yeah, than it
0: should. it's weird because it was so critically praised that was what got me interested because i don't usually play a lot of uh visual novel type games um man not only was it boring it was really like had a lot of skeevy sexist bullshit in it that mm. nobody really ever called out and i was like am i the only person on earth who finds this to be skeevy and sexist I guess I am, because I did not care for it at all. I don't understand the love for that game. But D, I feel, yeah, that is uh, not a good game. Oh, this is you. Oh, it's me. Rowan Carmichael says, Witcher 3, Xenoblade 1, Final Fantasy 15. Whoa. Final Fantasy 4, Final Fantasy 5. Whoa, maybe don't play Final Fantasy. Says, also, The Witcher 3 is the greatest visual novel ever written possibly, but it's just got so much padding with the walking and the fighting, so...
1: Oh, my goodness. Which right. three is just I, I know this uh, this whole purpose of this wasn't to be like, you're wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. That was not I know. The point of not this at
1: segment. all. We all are appreciative of all your answers. Yes, and thank by you the way, like, like my earlier statement, lots of times it's just not your jam. And Absolutely. You're like, you're like realizing it. Right. And that's fine. It's, it's totally fine. That's why you're starting it a bunch of times is because it isn't your game. Right. And that's fine. And, um, and, and,
0: and props to everybody who does this, because you're giving it like a real good try right like you didn't dismiss it after one try you're going to try two three four times that's dedication like you're really going into it with oh, open yeah. mind. so De-
1: props to you De- developers are psyched for that yeah uh zolbrod says i have completed every dark souls game and got the platinum trophies for bloodborne and Sekiro, but i just cannot get through demon souls for the life of me
0: oh man zolbrod that is strange because i think demon souls is like one of the best ones i don't I, I wanna I wanna hear from you. Like tweet me and tell me why you can't get through it because man, uh, you know, I like souls in general, but Demon Souls, oh, the story in that is so fucking amazing. I love the story in that game. You gotta you gotta get through it. Do it. Try, try again. Uh, let's see here. Eric S. Manch, longtime game critics uh, reader. Hello, Eric, says Bayonetta! I bought it three <laughs> times on 360, Switch, and PS4, and I love stylish action games like the Devil May Cry series and Platinum's other games, but I've never finished it. I keep starting and stopping midway through. Usually it's the weird puzzles that slow me down. And he's got a frowny face.
1: Freaking puzzles. Yeah. Um, you know how I feel about puzzles. Yeah. Star Wars, Jedi, Fallen Order, whatever you call it. I'm looking at you. God,
0: I don't think I've finished Bayonetta either, and I think probably for... I just don't think I like it that much. I think I want to like it, and I just don't like it.
1: You know what? I think I agree with him. I don't either. I think uh, I want to like it, too. Last one is Night Dreamer. Very cool name. Uh, Why do I mess this? Ocarina of Time? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Okay. <laughs> I've tried six times now. I keep getting the ones where I'm, like, angry about it. Uh, I do intend to finish it eventually, but I always stop my playthrough after the first dungeon. I don't even know why it's not even because the game is bad i've just never been able to in the right mood for it well he's just saying it right there there you go
0: you got to be in the right mood got to be the thing. right mindset in yeah right yeah. yeah um we have one more last edition i got it just a second ago when i was checking twitter it's not on the script but i'll read it off real quickly i figure if somebody went to the trouble of tweeting us we might as well add it in here since we're doing it george albor from the experience points podcast one of my favorite podcasts i love that podcast says any pokemon after yellow because I buy into the fantasy every time, but they're not actually fun.
1: <laughs>
0: uh. Agree, agree. I've bought so many Pokemon, and I have not. I think the only one I've ever finished was Yellow. I don't think I've ever finished one since then.
1: Yeah, I do like. Uh, yeah, I'm interested in the concept, but I'd rather play Animal Crossing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. It's just that's not for me. Anyway, all right. Thank you all so much for your responses. I love the segment. I think we had a lot of really good. Interesting things there, and I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one who starts a game multiple times and never gets there. I'm glad I, to know not alone. Not we're alone. not
1: alone, and also I apologize for the vitriol. I think it just Brad's rubbing off on me, or it's I don't know. It's a weird podcast. It's, a, it's, it's what we it's get in the evening.
0: Get, we get nocturnal, Carlos. We get angry, Carlos. We get morning, Carlos. We get happy, Carlos.
1: Yeah, I think we'll have to look, let's the next one will be On the weekend. I'll be doing. We'll do a scientific study. We'll find out.
0: So, folks, that was Q and A. Um, one more little bit. We have Carlos's eye on Game Field.
1: Yeah, just one quick game I Wait, just want to mention. Wait, you got to do your noise. Oh, <laughs> 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 See, I don't <laughs> even do want to do it. You do the noise every
0: week. You forgot to do the noise. The noise it's is what makes it Ion Gamefield. Oh. It again, Ion Gamefield.
1: do 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 Yeah, it's not the same. Forget it. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is – I'm really interested to edit this episode. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, This is uh, the only game – I have one game on it because, you know –
0: what? Your up your upcoming games you're interested in Ion Gamefield. What's got what's on your radar, sir?
1: <laughs> I should probably say what this segment is each time. I'm like you guys know, right? Ion Gamesfield. <laughs> hey, by the way, if this is someone's first time listening to us. You know, go back and I apologize. Yeah, please go the couple one of right before back. this was like yeah. hands down pretty good. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna uh, offer up other side, and that's other with C I D E.
0: Oh, I just saw the trailer for this. Yeah, I I
1: did too. And I'm like really blown away by the style. It's like all black and white, but then every once in a while, like blood is red or a cape or some sort of like uh, cloth is red. And mainly it's all dark, foreboding. It's a tactical game, but it's also an action like melee game. Um, But then it also says it's dynamic turn system game. So I'm very confused because the trailer looks like it's just all action. And you're like fighting in the rain against all these like weird monstery type characters the action just looks amazing but in the description it says its turn system allows you to interrupt delay actions while putting your master plan in place which sounds like a strategy game so strategic yeah yeah so i think it's a turn-based strategy game uh, a la xcom maybe or something like that but also it looks beautiful and the action looks amazing so whenever you do pull off these turn-based things, it's going to look really cool. So go check out the trailer. It just came out on PAX East. Uh, They showed the trailer there. So it caught my eye enough to put it on the eye on Gamesfield. (laughs) This podcast is fucking over.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. Well, the good news is this is the end of the show. We can uh, put ourselves out of our misery. Thank you all folks very much for listening. Uh, Carlos and I will be back next week with another episode. If we record in the morning, you can be assured it'll be tighter and cheerier. Uh, But in the meantime, we would love your questions or comments. You can reach us, sovideogamespodcast at gmail.com. You can also post for us uh, at gamecritics.com once the show goes up there. We are on Twitter collectively, at SoVideoGames. But you can reach us individually. Carlos, where can people ping you this week?
1: Watch this, because it's a weird episode. Uh, Forget me. Everybody go watch Mythic Quest. It's fucking incredible. It's a, it's, a, it's a show on Apple right now. If you have Apple, if you have a phone, you get like a free Apple TV subscription or whatever. And it's like eight episodes. They're all out. It's um, kind of like Silicon Valley, but for game development. So it follows like a game developer um, working on a game. And it's that guy from It's Always it's Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, anyways. Danny DeVito? Yes. Danny DeVito's a star. No, no, no. The other guy who's, um, now he's muscular. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I, I I've ruined the whole podcast and this segment. Go go watch Mythic Quest. That's all I'm saying. Fuck me. I don't care. Who cares?
0: All right. Fair enough. Uh, as for me, if you want to track me down, I'm on. Uh, what am I on? I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. It's my name: B R A D G A L L A W A Y. All A's, no O's. And that is it for us. Woo, it's been quite a ride, folks. It's Thank not you over yet. It's joining. not over yet. Hold on. It's not. well, what? You no, got no. something else? Yeah, I got something
1: else. Um, I just realized this is a fun thing to do. Hey, where can fo- people follow you on the internet, right? You say that all the time. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Here, yeah. Here's
1: my real answer. Uh, and this is weird, and I don't mean to say it like an egotistical way, but just Google my name. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, you get the weirdest shit. Like, I do it sometimes, and like not like all the time, but you know, sometimes and i find these weird videos i forgot i even did and like articles i've written who the fuck knows what i do just google carlos and the last name is r-o-d-e-l-a have fun i don't know what you're that, gonna find that
0: is good advice but before you do that please turn safe search on
1: i don't think you have to
0: i think you have to do it just to be safe especially okay. if you got kids in the room
1: wait yeah, what make did sure i make sure you got nobody looking over your shoulder i didn't you're saying, I'm confused why that would have to do that.
0: <laughs> All right, folks, we are out of our minds and we are out of time. The
1: show is over.
0: Thank you so much. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, this is bye from Brad.
1: Bye from me. And bye for me.